Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the buzzsprout.com homepage for the show will eventually die because we have switched to rss.com. Links to the new show homepage will be in the show notes. If you're already subscribed on Amazon Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, it really doesn't change anything for you you'll continue to get updated episodes. If you wanted to go directly to the website and play the episodes there, you can follow the links. And from that link, you can also find links to the other platforms that the show is available on. But it's going to be the same content. It just means that now we don't have um, time restrictions. So during the week, you may find more nonsense being uploaded. You can listen to it if you want or... If you don't want to, then you don't have to. Nobody's making you. But this gives me a chance to have some of the conversations with myself that I'd like to have without the constraints of having limited upload time. So we'll try and get some of those done throughout the week. Try and cover some of the topics from my internet research. One of the first ones, though, that we'll probably throw out is fitness trackers or wearables. Specifically, Whoop Strap and the Aura Ring. I have both. I really like both. There's pros and cons. I will give you my take on it and tell you what each one of those does, how that correlates to your health, why you should track it, and why I think that it's a good investment to make. Your health is definitely a good investment to make, but tracking it makes it that much easier. So, Look forward to talking about that with you guys this week. For now, uh, this is the most recent episode. Thanks for being here. Enjoy. All right. All right. And we're live. Live, but not really live. I can edit nonsense. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. We have a slightly different format today. Let me introduce both of you. I mean, each of you. Okay. Aaron is some type of construction worker because he has a lot of <laughs> tools. <laughs> and Will is back with us again. This is the third time. Back. This is the third time. Third time. Guest, yeah, comment- man. guest commentator. I'm like the color commentator. And then I put this into my notes. I've shortened these intros a lot. Uh, no, but, um, Aaron is, we have, we have a variety of age ranges. Aaron, you're in your, I am 52. I am 42. Oh, Will is 32. That was a good bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How old are you? I'm 30. Well, you're going to be 32 very soon. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Aaron unlike will is a successful parent and business owner <laughs> can we look up to aaron we look up to aaron because he has his shit together <laughs> if you didn't know exactly okay also we're still on aaron he is a triathlete jiu-jitsu purple belt with us at cjjf has a resting heart rate of 25 <laughs> and he knows about staying in good shape Welcome to the show. Thank you, Professor Nutter. It's an honor to be here. Um, <laughs> please tell us about tell us about why you have all those tools. Uh, I like to tinker a little bit. I guess because I'm in the construction industry, I you know through osmosis, um, like to build things, and I think it's just you know manly to have lots of tools i agree gotta have tools if uh you know you want to prove your manhood so that's why i got tools but you use the tools professionally also right uh sometimes um you know i can lay a pipe every now and then all right pipe pipe laying always good do you want to give a plug for a business i will uh free of charge (laughs) <laughs> uh, I am the 
owner of Haas Insulation. Uh, we are a commercial and residential insulation construction company. Um, we specialize in spray applied insulation applications um, and uh, majority of it is um, fireproofing of structural steel. So a lot of the commercial buildings that uh, people um, go to shop at or dine at or maybe even, you know, uh, stay at overnight, um, we've probably fireproofed that structure. So that's um, probably the biggest component of the business that I do. That sounds very important. Uh, nobody likes fires when they're on buildings. Yes, hence the need for it. It's uh, actually a code requirement, which is a good thing um, because you have two types of um, fire protection in commercial structures. One is active fire suppression, so be fire sprinklers, and the other piece is the passive, which is what I do. Um, the fire protection of the actual structure in and of itself. So if, uh, say, you had a fire and the sprinklers failed, then there's at least kind of a airbag and seatbelt approach to it. So if one fails and the other one will be still in place to at least get the occupants out and uh, hopefully enough time for the first responders to put out the fire. Yes, thank you, first responders. Um, do you do retro? Do you update buildings or you guys do all new stuff? It's mainly new. If we do a retro, it's for a really old building that didn't have it. And the only reason why it wouldn't have it is because the older codes didn't require it. Mm -hmm. So these would be buildings like built, you know, pre maybe 1960 where the codes weren't um, as stringent as they are today. So usually if there's a, see a lot of these types of buildings like in Chinatown where they're built out of say structural steel, they weren't fireproof, but that wasn't a requirement at the time. And um, they'll do a renovation. And so the uh, structure now is subject to the newer building codes and then requires the, so they don't um, get grandfathered in or anything like that no no once um you know you disturb something about the building that it, or at least where it requires a building permit then the entire structure has to be brought up to the current building code this is a question for will what burns faster steel or wood god damn dude um uh... Wow. I want to say, I feel like this is a uh, trick question, so I'll say steel. Aaron, what burns faster, steel or wood? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> What's the thickness of the steel? Oh, God damn. I, di I didn't know it came in different thicknesses. Mm -hmm. Actually, I would say burns faster. So... Steel? It would have to be wood. Oh, wood burns faster? Yeah. Fucking idiot. That's what I was going to say. Wood. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> was... You fucking liar. You fucking liar. <laughs> it's my, oh my show. <laughs> it's my show. I'll oh ask the questions. <laughs> I'll ask the questions in the order that they should be asked. Oh, my God. That is such bullshit. I was going to pick wood. No, the funny story... <laughs> Well, you guys both know the funny story. Actually, Will, I don't know if you know the funny story, but Aaron knows the funny story because I was complaining about my 27th floor walls, and I was trying to find a stud. <laughs> yeah. And I had a stud finder, and it was picking up, and then when I would drill into the drywall, it was like, Oh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was metal. <laughs> and then the hole got big enough that I could look into the wall, and I looked inside, and I said, there's no studs. It's all steel. Why why would an idiot use all steel? And then Aaron told me, actually, I'm the idiot because high rises and wood is not a good match. 
because of fires. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> unless you're unless you're living in Marco Polo, then definitely. I don't know definitely if it's too. Okay. I don't know if it's too soon for Marco Polo, but that was oh, bad. Oh shit! Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marco Polo is not up to current code. Is that fair to say? Well, it should be now because they retrofitted that entire structure with um, sprinklers and the the structure in and of itself is concrete. Does so, Chris Will does Chris still live over there? EP yeah. EP bar Chris? <clears throat> yeah, he does. Aaron, would you say it's like pretty typical Hawaii to have like disasters happen before they do anything? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's pretty typical everywhere that uh, you have a disaster and then you come in and do your forensic work and find out, okay, this is where it got all fucked up. And then the codes change after that to address that issue. And so, no, but yeah, like, it, but like in the case of like, Marco Polo, right? There's codes that were already established because there was like previous disasters, right? But then they just didn't really do anything. Yeah, well, like, so the thing with the Marco Polo is that, you know, at the time that it was built, um, I don't, fire sprinklers weren't mandated like they are now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, so they had the fire, the fire spread, and then the city passed a law requiring residential fire sprinklers in older buildings that um, I think that predate like 1978 or 77 when it wasn't a requirement back then. Marco Polo was built in 1971. Yeah. So it wouldn't have required fire sprinklers. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, do you know how I know that? How do you know that? Cause I looked it up on the internet just now. <laughs> so if well, you guys if you guys have questions i i have an internet guy on the show uh just throw it <laughs> out there and i'll have the internet guy look it up it's me <laughs> not chat gpt chat gpt you know what's funny is we talked about chat gpt and the next week joe rogan had an interview about chat gpt but it was with the guy that made it no way yeah sam sam altman i think yeah can we look that up ask your ask your guy bro yeah he's checking on it hold on <laughs> yeah that's that's correct the ceo of <laughs> open ai no but he was talking to the actual guy so, and they had good things to say about it oh yeah i mean the guy wasn't a bot he wasn't a robot oh the guy's actually really he cool actually yeah he's he had a lot of intelligent things to say i would guess you'd have to be smart to make that program yeah i think uh he's probably got a pretty high iq aaron how did you get started in jujitsu that's the question the answer is uh a friend of mine who i've known for a long time his daughter my son started uh in kindergarten and together eventually graduated from high school together and he knew that i was doing triathlons and he said you know aaron when you decide that you're gonna stop doing triathlons because i know it takes up a lot of your time you gotta do jiu-jitsu you love it you know i think you just you would do really well on it so a few years had passed and i decided that i was gonna kind of hang things up with triathlon and I needed something to fill that void. And I approached him. I said, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready to, to start. And so the first time I did it was in his garage. He lives in Manoa up the road from my house. And after that, I got, I, I got hooked. It was, um, I, I loved it because it was just so different from triathlon. It's, so dynamic and it's a really as much of a mental game as it is a physical game and whereas in triathlon the the mental part is just dealing with the pain and trying to 
manage that whereas the jujitsu which you guys know it's i mean you're constantly having to think about you know your setup and then the move and then what the potential counter is and the counter to the counter and so on and so forth so it was just um the, yeah something that the rabbit hole the rabbit hole we go yeah, in exactly yeah so then yeah just became hooked after that so are you done with triathlons because you just bought a bike no i just <laughs> you know i'm not done <laughs> um yeah i uh I'm, I'm gonna race next year but my whole motivation for going back into the sport and racing is not really because of my doing it's really for my son who has expressed a strong interest in doing a triathlon did you guys run this last marathon did you guys were gonna do a marathon right well he ran a half marathon back in april in california and then he's right now he's training for the honolulu marathon mm. and uh will are you will are you gonna run a marathon too me yeah you dude fuck yeah well are you gonna run a marathon i'd rather die dude <laughs> I'd rather die by my own accord than voluntarily die. What is the, is the training for the triathlon similar to the marathon training? Cause, or do you, you have to split it up between those other disciplines, right? A lot of it depends on the distance that, uh, of race that you're training for. Um, but typically the bulk of the training is going to be in the bike. Cause it's usually the longest distance. And then, the run and then the swim. So I guess if you look at like a, you know, say a 10 hour training week, probably about hour to two hours might be swimming six or say five to six hours would be cycling. And then the balance would be running just because the majority of the time is on the bike. Which is the worst part about the triathlon between those three? It's, I guess they're all, guess it, they're all bad. Oh, <laughs> probably the the first maybe mile or two of running coming off the bike. Oh, I see. That's different than just running. It's different than just running, yeah. Because your legs. I mean, you've been on a bike for however long a time, right? So you're just. Your legs are, I mean, just imagine like doing, I don't know, 500 squats and what your legs feel like after that, or even just after doing a set of squats, right? They just mm -hmm. feel really heavy. And so you get off the bike, your legs are just, they're, they feel heavy and they're tired and then you're having to start a run. And so you're running kind of like, <laughs> I guess it'd feel like bow legged and you're just trying to work through getting your run gate to open and then to finally get a stride and then for your heart rate to sort of settle into what your running heart rate would be. And it just really, it's just getting the legs to loosen up because, you know, the mechanically it's way, it's so different biking and running. So making that transition can be, pretty tough do you have any um do you use specialized swim jammers <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like speedos or like i'm looking uh <laughs> what <laughs> no what? they're swim jammers they're like uh they look like bike shorts but they are 350 dollars. they are hydrophobic it's a technical swimsuit. Uh, TYR makes one. Um, they are FINA approved, <laughs> which I don't know what that is, but um, they're the they use hydrosphere technology. It's supposed to make you go through the water faster. Are you using that? Um, I am not currently using that. No. All right, tyr dot com. They have saved ten percent if you sign up for their emails. <laughs> I will definitely look into it. <laughs> it's the carbon plate of swim jammers. <laughs> so it's going to make 
like I'm I'm gonna be a dolphin in the water. I think the back half just floats. <laughs> Does it have a propeller too? I think it like it doesn't want to be in the water, so it <laughs> it's it's hydrophobic and stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess it uh, yeah wouldn't want anything to do with water. There has to be something to it because it's three hundred and fifty dollars, and it looks like bike shorts. Well. The only, like, when it comes to swimming, it's about really the buoyancy. I mean, the more level with a plane of water that you can be, then the more efficient you, you're going to be at swimming. I think that's what these things are doing. Rapidly repels water. But, you know, in a triathlon race, depending on who's sanctioning, sanctioning it, it would probably be illegal. You guys have to wear the triathlon. What is that called? The little overall things. Uh, the yeah. Now, well, you can wear like a. It's kind of a modified bike short to swim in, where the pad isn't as thick as like in a regular bike short, so it's well easier to swim, and it's not like uh, you know a big maxi pad collecting water and you guys are you guys are jumping on the bike jumping on the bike wet we're jumping on the bike wet yes so it's soggy ass biking yeah it's you got to put a lot of some hydrophobic lube the anti-chafing so, yeah so your nuts don't chafe and then thing is it's very miserable what kind of distances are we talking about here there's actually all different distances. So like a sprint triathlon, the swim might be five to 800 meters. The bike might be like a 10 to 12 mile bike and the run would be like a 5k. So what's the total time on that roughly? Uh, the, the good guys, depending on the course, will do that under an hour. God damn. And then you know, then you go all the way up to the other extreme, the, the Ironman, and the swims two point four miles. The bike is one hundred and twelve, and it's uh, the run is a marathon, so twenty six point two. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> That's what I asked him. <laughs> because I, you know, <laughs> no. It, <laughs> I, I, I I can't like coherently answer that. <laughs> I guess the the physical and the mental challenge. I, don't know, I think you gotta probably have a few missing brain cells to want to do something like that. I don't know. That sounds that sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Missing. Sounds like some yeah. definite mentally challenged <laughs> thinking. Twenty six miles on top of. Over a hundred miles on top of swimming, two miles. You know what is a long swim is like fifty yards is a long swim to me. Yeah, fifty yards is yeah. And, then, and uh, I don't know if you yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a certified lifeguard, so that's really yeah. I'm a city and county certified lifeguard. That's not open water. That's pool. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've only done one swim day. It's for the it's for the recruits swim day. What's the longest distance you've swam? Oh, we don't swim distance. We just float. <laughs> That's our whole thing. Has there been any recruits that like almost drowned or like don't know how to swim? Or that would be pretty embarrassing. There's some that's not good. You know, there's actually there's actually a lot of people in Hawaii that are not good swimmers, which is odd. That's cr yeah, that's crazy. They probably never went to the beach. I would think you'd want to know how to swim if you're surrounded by water. But, you know, there's a lot of weird shit. So maybe it's not on people's I was going to tell a dark joke, but it's too soon, I think. I think we're going to have to save that for the subscription audience. Yeah, for the Patreon. Patreon? I'm not into Patreon. <laughs> but I have nothing bad to say about it. I'm just not into it. <laughs> How much money does it cost to get into triathlons? Oh, can shit. I can I just rent a beaky bike and get my training in that way? <laughs> if it has two wheels, you can do it. 
you may not go fast, but you know, it, it would probably be, you know, acceptable. I saw somebody using a Beaky bike in the Honolulu triathlon. No fucking way. Are you shitting me? No, I'm serious. He was on a Beaky bike. He came out of the beach park. He made the turn. He was in his swim shit. He was legit using a Beaky bike. So, and he was like, not at the very end. He was, he was in the middle. So is that, maybe he's flexing on people or something. I don't know. Fuck. Wow. It's it's a pretty, it's a pretty strong flex. Yeah. I mean, considering that bike is probably three times heavier than all the other bikes that are in that race and probably three times more drag (laughs) than the other bikes. So you guys on the, did you do the Honolulu uh, triathlon ever? Mm -hmm. What's the distance on that one? That one, the swim is 1500 meters. The bike is 40K, which is like 26 miles. And then the run is 10K, so 6.2 miles. What's the longest triathlon you've participated in? Uh, it would be an Ironman. Holy shit. Why would you do that? Like I said, uh, no brain cells. That's... Yeah, but how many did you do? That's the real question. Six. <laughs> Six times you woke up and you said, <laughs> I'll be back in 10 hours. <laughs> See you guys. How long does it take to do yeah. a Ironman triathlon? Well, the pros, the men are... Depending on the course, are coming in at about eight hours, and the women probably low nines, and then the top age groupers between say nine hours and ten and a half hours, and then everybody else is after that like a ten half to sixteen hours. These people are not grabbing coffee in the middle of this. This is ten hours of exertion straight. And hours of, yeah, suffering. Yep. There's a lot of good videos of people coming through the finish line as their maximum suffering. The cramps and the falling down and the... Have you seen those? Oh, I've been an eyewitness to that. Nope. It looks terrible. So I think, like, kind of the special thing about, like, or at least the Kona Ironman... So the cutoff is 16 hours. They start the race at 7 a.m. So it finishes at midnight. You're hanging around the finish line at around 11 p.m. And you're looking, you know, all these people, the remainder, the remaining, you know, athletes that have just walked the course. By choice just to put, or just? By choice, yeah. Just trying to, yeah. Because, you, you know, you do all of this training and... You know, you get there to, you know, to do the race. You know, ultimately, it's about finishing it and that sense of accomplishment. Mm. You know, so they're not, I mean, they're they're going to walk and just put, you know, one foot in front of the other to get to that finish line. And um, so there's that hour from 11 to midnight before the cutoff where you have these people that have been out there for that long and really their whole motivation is just to finish and you know a lot of them are like in their 70s oh that yeah and so so it's like just it's like a hobby then a serious one (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it well yeah or i mean it's (laughs) a lifestyle lifestyle Um, that's a better that's a better term i'm sorry it's like a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I guess everybody kind of has their reasons for wanting to do something like that. And so the goal the goal is for a lot of people to get through it to say I did it, the personal accomplishment. It's not to win it. I think they do it for like the t-shirt, honestly. Is it just for the t-shirt, Aaron? Is that accurate? Yeah. that and it's to the bragging rights i guess you know like and then the t-shirt is the proof i'm gonna find one of those t-shirts and i'm gonna wear it wait so so do you get a t-shirt if you don't finish no oh okay so you because the t-shirt 
yeah, because it says finisher on it. So, yeah, so pretty tragic. There's been people that haven't, you know, that were like 16 hours and two minutes and they were DNF'd. Well, sorry, that's the way it goes, you know. (laughs) You know, it is. You just you saw this. You just saw that guy fail to break the two hours. It's pathetic. Two hour (laughs) (laughs) failed to break the two hour marathon. Pathetic. Like all he had to do was run a second per mile faster. Yeah, I know you're already running four thirty four miles. Can't you do four thirty three? What is so hard about that? Right. I know. Jesus, (laughs) like, come on! You're just gonna go down in. You know, infamy is the guy that didn't that failed to break two hours, and it was in your grasp. Pathetic. I mean, forget the that you got the world record. Yeah, the world record of yeah. shame. I know. <laughs> exactly. God, why even? Oh. Why even bother to run? And that's from somebody who cannot run a four thirty four marathon pace, <laughs> or exactly maybe not even exactly. four thirty four at any point during any mile. <laughs> It's like the, it's like the biggest critics of football. You look at them. What, what team did you play for? They they didn't play for a team. That's why football is so or popular. Or like or like uh, or like MMA critics. Oh yes. That's like number one. Yes, I love. Just freaking do not train, do not do any sort of martial art, and they have like the biggest opinion. The oh, best you, you should have taken him down. He shouldn't have stood in the pocket. He should have. He should have circled out. <laughs> if it was me, it would be different. I, I wouldn't have done yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have happened to me. <laughs> I would have been out of there. Um, so usually, what is it? The transition is what marathon. You get bored with marathon. You go either to ultra marathons or you like to buy gear and you go to triathlons. You must like to buy gear. Gear is cool. Won't deny that. I mean, it, like, especially with the bikes, the um, you get down to the ounces, right, on the bikes. Well, the funny thing is with the bikes, like, it sort of depends on um, what type of racing you're doing, because in triathlon, aerodynamics is probably the most important feature, and then bike stiffness and then weight is aerodynamics important enough that you would wear one of those helmets oh yeah you wear one of those helmets yeah i do i need to see this I do. he'll ride his bike to jujitsu yeah, you used to ride your bike to jujitsu when it was on um what was the satellite location or can we not say the satellite? undisclosed undisclosed satellite location show up from like However, ten miles away or whatever, train, hop, hop back on the bike after after biking to freaking after biking to Makapu. I'm away home from my town. forty mile bike ride. I'm gonna stop by, train jujitsu, hop back on the bike, and go home. That's why I like the treadmill for running because you can just push stop, and then you're done. <laughs> when you go out on the bike, you gotta come back. That is, yeah, that's a fact. Um, I guess you can't uh, stop when you're out in uh, Makapu. What is the, well, there's fueling for the race, right? Which is a whole strategy. But what is the diet like? Because if you believe in no carb, will you believe in no carb life? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, I, I mean, I look at it different. I look at it like clinically, but yeah, it's good for some people. I don't think it's like a one size fits all type of deal. Like they try to market it, but yeah, it's, I believe it. There's definitely a lot of marketing around carbs, but Aaron, can we do triathlons? Zero carb. Can't. You could certainly maybe reduce the carbs, increase the fat, but I think ultimately you're going to you're going to be tapping into the glycogen during the race and then during over the course of the race food that they give you at the aid station is all basically sugar carbohydrates 
sugar, yeah, bananas or gels or um, energy bars. Even if you're like fat adapted, I mean, you might be using a lot of the fat stored in your liver for energy, mm. um, but you're going to be using sort of a, a mix of that fat and then um because of the total calories that you're burning in there it's just in how um in that energy demand you're, you're going to need to get more quicker sources of that and, that and the only way is really through carbs this ketone fueling has gotten really popular they have exogenous ketones a single bottle is 45 dollars um, if you look at somewhere like i don't know thefeed.com, which offers you a certain percentage back on every purchase when you sign up with your email address. I don't get paid by any of these people. I just like to throw it out there for people. But they do have good hot deals. Ketone IQ is one of them. And there's a whole... Do you know about this? There's a whole trend towards like ketone fueling. They say it's a super fuel. Have you heard about it? I mean, I, I want to see it in an actual race. I'll bring, I'll, you know, maybe I'll get one of these if it goes uh, on one of their regular sales and then maybe we'll drink it. I heard it tastes terrible. <laughs> Pure ketones. But loads of energy. I don't know. It's an ancient energy source. I have my internet guy look it up. Ancient oh, energy shit. source. Must be Scientifically true. proven to support mental clarity. Ten, oh, 10 servings of ketones in a $45 bottle. What does that mean? <laughs> I guess it's... They have ketones in a bottle? Yes, it elevates your ketones for up to four hours. It's salt-free, vegan, and free of artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. It was also awarded a $6 million U.S. military contract, and it's trusted by Olympians, Navy SEALs, and Tour de France teams. Oh, my God. That's according to their advertisement. Mm. I don't know. They're saying if you drink this stuff, you're going to be a endurance Please. machine for four hours. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Well, then we then we give it to Will, and then he can go do a trap one. Now. Maybe we should try that out. Dude, I would fucking, you'd, not even for like a million dollars, I would do that shit. Yeah, you would for a million dollars? Yeah, maybe. You would. Actually. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would do it for a million. Wait, Aaron. Aaron, do you have like any uh, like Iron Man horror stories, or have you seen like any like real bad shit out there? Oh, I had a girl take a piss in front of me on the run. Like, <laughs> like stop and pee, or pee and run? Like run and pee. Like what she did was she was running and then grabbed the you know bottom of her bikini, pulled it aside, and there was she just letting it all go Damn, right went to me. town damn yeah why not just pee why not just <laughs> pee your shit. pants guess yeah she could have done that too but i guess she just probably didn't want to run with the uh, soaked pee bikini. well my other question is why not do it during the swim uh, i guess maybe she didn't true. feel like she needed to go there. so that's a strategy issue if you need to pee you should probably do it in the swim instead of the run I, yeah, or yeah. Well, the, I guess the run is at the end. So right? much on the bike. The run is at the end, right. so I guess shit happens. Oh, that <laughs> does happen too. Oh shit! Oh, you saw <laughs> one of that? Did they stop, or did they do it while running? Stop. Yeah, went out into the lava fields and crouched and let it go because there was no uh, porta potty nearby. Damn. That's probably from the ketones that they're they're taking in. I wonder if the ketones will screw up your digestion. Like, um, if you take like uh, coconut oils, MCT oils, it can screw with your stomach and give you a stomach ache. I wonder if it's the same for the ketones. There's only one way to find out. Maybe we'll do that next week. <laughs> Who wants to try it out? <laughs> nah, fuck will. That. <laughs> dude well yeah, i guess i mean the only the only thing i would think of is if that was like their first time using it and you know their body's not used to that type of shit going into their body so it just like 
rejects it, which happens a lot. Actually. Well, they say you should train and practice, right? But that's pretty expensive to to practice with. Yeah, so they probably saved it for like, well, they'll probably like save it for the end if they're an idiot and do it in the actual race without practicing with it. And then they'll just shit their pants, which makes for awesome YouTube videos. There's plenty of those. Aaron, I just had a side question. Um, during COVID time, there's an undisclosed location for jujitsu <laughs> on a scale of one to 10. How great was that? For improving your <laughs> jiu-jitsu game oh it was a 10 by far right on yeah. that's good that's good to hear i've heard about that place i had some really good coaching and professors there so yeah where's george george is in arizona arizona, arizona? yeah i need somebody to send him a link to the podcast and then we need to get him on the show I can book him for you, bro. Oh, good. For sure. I'll have a booking guy. You'd be a good guest. (laughs) Oh, my God. What do you think? That would be wild (laughs) to have George. What do you think George would talk about? Everything and anything. Is he an alien alien guy, too? He'll talk about one. Yeah, he'll. Oh, I'm I'm sure sure he's got an opinion about that. Yeah. But that, he is more of a conspiracy guy than an alien guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Mm hmm. Yeah, but George will probably talk about one thing and then just quickly switch to something else. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, he's a little ADD that way. We'll see if he yeah. see if he proves <laughs> us wrong. Do you um do you change your does your diet the same throughout the year or does it change if you're doing more triathlon stuff? It's pretty steady. I if anything it's just the, you know, the quantity that I'm eating relative to the your body fat is about zero percent what what kind (laughs) of stuff are you eating on a regular basis in the mornings i'll do like a keto coffee um with some butter and whey protein uh ag1 ag1 yes Is that formerly known as Athletic Greens? That is formerly known as Athletic Greens, yeah. Their marketing is so wide-reaching. What's his name? Uh, Huberman and Friedman say that I need to be doing this. So, so they, the way they package it is pretty good. They give you a scoop, you just, and they give you a bottle, and just fill the bottle like a quarter of the way up. I, I thought the presentation was fantastic. It's a nice, it's yeah. a nice looking, you feel like you really got your money's worth of that metal tin. Yeah. Will, are you on this? Are you cool. on the AG1, Will? I'm not. I don't do supplements. Well, I might have to get you some travel packs so you can see what you've been missing out with over 75 of the vitamins <laughs> and minerals you need. <laughs> No, but it has probiotics and prebiotics. And you know that, um, I don't know if I talked about this, but multivitamins are crap. I did talk about this on one of the earlier episodes. Yeah, they're they're pretty shit. GNC Mega Men, nothing against GNC. They actually have a good, um, you know, their, what do they call it? Their gold member plan. It was like good in the beginning and then it got super shitty. And it's actually not bad right now. They give you free shipping. There's some perks. Check it out if you have time. GNC.com. I gotta get <laughs> I'm gonna go back and collect for all these, you know, shout outs that I'm getting eventually. You should. I just like to have I just like to know what's going on. Vitamin shop though. Sorry to say. <laughs> this is not well, wait, can't you go to these companies and say, Hey, I got this podcast. Assign me like my own promo code. And then give me a cut if somebody buys. You look at it, they'll be like, dude, you have five episodes, and what the hell are you even talking about? It doesn't matter. You're, 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 you're trending. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have my PR guy reach out. <laughs> and your booking agent. Well, Will's going to cover the booking agent. And then um, I'll have my PR guy reach out. But no, but on my own, yeah, these are things that I actually have looked into vitamin shop if you get the vitamin shop app they always have 
20% off, 25% off. They give you rewards. Vitaminshop.com. Where where can you find a, a vitamin shop if you live in Hawaii? Vitamin Shop has locations at the Alamoana Shopping Center, ground floor, Konaiki Street entrance. They have locations in Pearl City. They also have on the Windward side, and they have in Kapolei as well. So you can check for your favorite <laughs> supplements. It's good because they have real-time tracking to see what's in stock, so you don't waste a trip. <laughs> I had another Holy question shit. for you. Are you still using the carbon shoes? No, I'm not using carbon shoes. Well, sorry. Did you ever use carbon shoes? You can say no. I, I have a few times that my son took them for me and I never bought a, another pair. But uh, when I race next year, I'll probably invest in a pair. Carbon? Carbon plate? Carbon. Yeah. They were amazing, weren't they? Yeah. They're cheater shoes. Yeah. They're amazing. If you're not, if you're not uh, cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. Can you tell me about electric motorcycles? They're very nice. They go very fast. They have lots of power and don't throttle it because you'll fucking fly on your ass. Dude, I almost fucking flew on that thing and then I got right off. Does does the thing have gears or is it just one? No gears. Yeah, it's it's direct drive, so it the acceleration is is instantaneous. That sounds super dangerous. Yeah, it it's is. very dangerous. Yeah. And they're quiet. Because like, and yeah, actually, I like that part though. And there's there's no gear shifting, and the weight of the bike. Because like, my bike is. 70 horsepower and it weighs like 350 and equivalent gas bike same horsepower would weigh like 475 so it's about 100 to 125 pounds lighter that's a recipe for speed but sometimes people hear the bike and then they don't cut in front of your lane but this is like a silent rocket yeah so i think like for me riding that bike i sort of use the same I don't know, awareness like I use when I'm riding my road bike, you know, just trying to not be in a blind spot. Oh, that's right. Because cyclists get hit by cars too. We do. You ever been hit by a car? Seven times. Damn, dude. Damn. No. Damn. Well, is it because people drive like shit? You know, the funny thing in Hawaii is that, like, I don't know if you both would agree with this, but, like, motors here are, are super courteous to other motorists for the most part. Right. But they're not like that towards cyclists at all. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm that person, but... You're that um, person. You're some, that person. Some, sometimes I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are they um? Were any of them real bad, or is it just like uh... two of them? I got taken away in an ambulance. Oh shit! That sounds expensive. Not fun. But... but the bigger question is: Was the bike damaged? Yes. In those two instances, the fork completely snapped from the frame. I think the frame, in and of itself, cracked in a bunch of different oh. places. But surprisingly, I mean, the carbon frames on these bikes are pretty damn tough i think that would hurt me the most is to see the bike damaged yeah but i also haven't been i also haven't been hit by a car so i could be wrong (laughs) yeah you're looking well for me i guess i wasn't looking on the bike because i was on the ground in agony just like will's trucks (laughs) dude oh my god how many trucks are we on now is this truck number three yep Truck number three. For the people listening, there is a secret spot. I will sell you the information where you can park your car <laughs> if you want to get it totaled and get a new car. There's a secret fire hydrant just behind that. <laughs> Same spot. Same spot. Did this one hit the fire hydrant also? <laughs> no, this one was a little bit crazier. Oh, that was the stolen um, car. Yeah, so 
we were in Japan, get a call, truck got hit, um, same spot, um, yeah, car was stolen, still running, which is pretty funny, um, and my fender was on the, on the car. Wouldn't it be super funny if I got one of my friends to call you a third time and tell you that your truck's been hit? Dude. <laughs> Can I be that. in on that call? <laughs> we should record it. We'll make one of the podcasts. <laughs> I know, yeah. Calling Will Dude, to tell him that his man. truck's been hit again. There's no Haas, fucking way. Haas Insulation will sponsor that. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you guys. That's bullshit. Oh my god, I can't go through this again. Wait, were you guys too were much. you guys both in Japan for the last one? Yep. Yeah. Also, yep. Aaron, you did you compete in Japan? I did. You want to talk about it? Uh, it was a good experience. <laughs> I didn't do well, but <laughs> You know, um, you know um, Will can help you handcraft the perfect Instagram post for post tournament results. Dude. Number 1 number one uh caption caption guy. it starts with not not oh. the results i wanted <laughs> and then you talk about how much you learned from it yeah yeah well i guess i'll just yeah, go further than i lost so that's a classic that. but the trip was good right that's a classic one the trip was good we had a lot of fun uh, bought some good whiskey had some good times oh you guys went to a whiskey a whiskey place? Dude, this was like an emporium of whiskey. It was wild. What is what is it about the Japanese whiskey? It's all Japanese whiskey, right? Um uh, well, they had like su- super old stuff too, like American, well, not really American, but from other other places, but yeah, mostly Japanese, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was like in a, it was like in a, de- a department store looking place, mm. which nobody would would think of to find whiskey, but it was a good find. Yeah, you found that, Will. Or you were you were checking out that chick that was had her wares on display. <laughs> what area of Japan was this? Uh, Ginza. Yeah. Ginza. Ginza. Yeah, kind of like walking back from Tsukiji marketplace uh did you guys walk everywhere you guys took trains uh pretty much everything uh walked a bunch took cabs a bunch took the subway a bunch took the bullet train a bunch oh nice uh so yeah pretty much the full full japan scope well aaron what would you recommend if somebody wants to get started in endurance sports, running first, swimming first, or grab a bike? Uh, I would say start with the bike. Bike, really? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the longest portion typically of any triathlon. And you can actually gain a lot of fitness riding a bike just because you can do it longer and you won't beat up your joints and i see um increase your aerobic fitness that way and the fitness that you gain off of cycling is very transferable into the running and the swimming not so much the other way around would you also recommend freezing your blood and then (laughs) injecting it at a later time for your race is that a good idea um, do people do yeah, people do absolutely. that other than Lance Armstrong? Sorry, sorry, Lance. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I yes, I I've never witnessed it or have done it. I've been actually interested in trying to do it just because I wanted to see like what the actual effect would be. But yeah, gar- yeah, guaranteed. Like when I've raced in. Ironman in Kona, the world championship, the guys that were podium, at least in like my age divisions, they were amateurs, but they were basically racing at professional level times. Like they were in another zip code. And there's no way that they could have been 
racing that fast if they weren't doing something, i.e. probably blood doping and a little bit of maybe HGH. Because it just, if, I don't know, they, they can't, they couldn't be going that fast as an amateur. So you would highly recommend HGH and blood doping then? Is that is that correct? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not recommending it, but I mean, if you <laughs> want to, you know, uh, see some tremendous gains in short period of time then that might be the path that you would take (laughs) well i think that's a pretty good amount of information about triathlons thank you for sharing your experience um my pleasure had fun so basically there's got to be something wrong with you no if if you (laughs) if you want to challenge yourself and because the good thing about well the reason why i used to run for like hour or two at a time was because you just it's just you and you get that mental battle and you have to be a little bit mental to go through that. And so if you want to push that to the next level, I guess triathlons would be your go-to, right? That would be the next, yeah, the, the next evolution, I guess, if uh, you really wanted to challenge yourself or, you know, try something different that was sort of on the, you know, the same i guess uh type of endurance event so there's not an endorsement for peds but it is an endorsement for trying out triathlons and uh that is a minus endorsement from will will says you should not try triathlons or or running yeah i mean yeah or swimming yeah no not what what do you got against triathlons what have they done to you man Dude, I used to, uh, fuck. <clears throat> Aaron used to make me like, uh, what's it called? He would make me run before we, before we train. And then, uh, so we would run and then do a circuit workout and then he would want to train. And I was just like, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not that, I'm not fucking doing that's a recipe. That's a recipe for a uh, leg cramps. I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah, so I did it. Isn't that what electrolytes are for? Oh shit! (laughs) We didn't talk about electrolytes. Yeah, but i I did it one I did it with him one time, and I never did it again. Fuck that shit. Will is anti cardio. No, I do. I do the row. I do the rower. (laughs) Oh yeah, he does a rower. I know he does a rower. That's 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 the extent. The extent of the cardio. Yeah. I mean, I used to run a lot. Do you need electrolytes for the rower also, you think, Aaron? I think he needs electrolytes. Yeah, so... F- I think he just sweats way too much. He needs to <laughs> increase his salt balance. It's funny that you mention uh, electrolytes and salts because if you scroll to the bottom of the podcast description and the show notes, you will see a reference code for element... Element electrolyte packs, 1,000 milligrams of sodium. American diet is far more deficient in sodium than you would imagine. The doctors will freak out about you taking 1,000, but you could easily burn through 1,000 milligrams of sodium. Am I right? Definitely will would burn through 1,000 milligrams of sodium, no problem. Yeah, probably. I mean, I sweat a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I used to use it. It's pretty good. Um, I like it. All right. So that's two endorsements for electrolytes. If you scroll to the bottom of the podcast show notes, you'll find a reference link where you can go to drinklmnt.com. Use that code. And even on a sample pack order, you will get a sample pack with that code. Okay. All right. Well, thank you both for being on once again. Sweet. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was fun. All right. Thanks. You guys have a great week. Okay. Thank yeah. you. All right. Shoot. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform to automatically receive the latest episodes. And you can expect more throughout the week. You can check out the show's IG page 
If you'd like to leave a comment or question about today's show, we'll see you next time. Thanks again.